Hello everyone, you're listening to the Socially Desi show, the podcast that motivates you to live, create and inspire. If this is your first time here, welcome. On our show, we discuss tips and strategies with our guest speakers on how to tackle problems related to personal growth, mental health, relationships, business and entrepreneurship and health and fitness. So hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com for more of such content. Today I'm joined by David Menken. He's an actor and the voice of Breach from our favorite FPS game Valorant. Hello David, welcome to the show. Hi, nice to be here. Same here. It's a pleasure to be hosting you on the show today David. So, uh, how is it going in London? Uh well, it's very quiet at the moment. <laughs> uh, we are very very much shut down uh due to uh a little virus. Um but uh thankfully People like me, we I'm sitting in my little studio booth now talking to you. So I get to work from here. Um, but when you look out the window, there's nothing going on. It's completely locked down, right? The whole place. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. We can go and buy food and we can go and exercise and that's about it. All right, all right. So uh, David, uh, let's quickly jump into the episode. And uh, why don't you tell us about your professional journey so far? Yeah, well, um so I am an actor and voiceover artist and uh, I think I always wanted to do this uh since I was a little kid. I liked performing. Uh I actually uh, my favorite thing when I was a kid was singing and mm-hmm. um I actually trained in musical theater. That's what oh, I thought okay. I was going to do. I thought I was going to to stand on stage and uh, and sing at people. Uh but um I uh, thankfully, I think uh very very early in my career i found voiceovers okay um and uh and i started working for a tv channel doing their uh, talking in between programs and things like that mm-hmm. and i was terrible i sucked <laughs> and i refused to be terrible mm-hmm. i i just i said to myself nope um so i started sort of focusing in on what made people good and uh listening listening to Uh, to the things that they did uh, mm-hmm. and trying to copy trying to emulate and then try to bring a sort of technique into it and i guess it worked because suddenly i started getting a lot of voiceover work and then i started okay. working in animation mm-hmm. uh one of my first sort of animation um, animation animation jobs was in bob the builder i was yeah, uh, yeah. the little digger scoop <laughs> and um and then from there i started doing games and my first big game was uh, was one called battlefield bad company mm. uh 1 and 2 and i uh, i went straight into the lead for that so i played preston who yeah. you sort of play and uh, at the same time um i sort of started moving away from musical theater and into screen acting so i um i actually got to my first big film i got to go to india oh okay uh, i got to go Which to uh, chandigarh oh okay. and um uh, and i got to do a film called zero dark 30 mm-hmm. uh, which is a film about the the hunt for bin laden yes and that was uh, an amazing experience i only got to spend a few days in your amazing country but um uh, uh but i uh, i sort of fell in love with um with uh, with working on screen then as well came back to the uk started doing film and tv and then bit by bit we saw how the game world was sort of taking over the film world we we saw that uh there was just more and more uh more game work available and i loved it i sort of moved um i really really pushed my voice over agent to uh, to uh, to have me audition for more and more games and um and as the game started stepping away from just being very small yeah. lines mm-hmm. into actual uh, almost filmic ex- filmic experiences um yeah i uh, i was very very lucky to be uh, sort of caught up in that wave so now i'm one of those people who i mean my i remember my teacher saying you know you can only choose one thing i do everything i i act <laughs> i do uh, a game acting uh, i'm in cartoons animation and uh and I also sing jingles so I still get to sing so I do uh, <laughs> oh, I do perfect. jingles on uh, on cartoons and uh, sorry on uh-huh. um uh commercials and stuff so uh so yeah I have which one uh, which very, one do you enjoy lucky. more which one do you enjoy more being a mercenary or being a cartoon character uh, oh man <laughs> <laughs> I think that like when it comes to when it comes to me as as a human being I'm I'm 
very, very much sort of smell the roses and be nice to people. Um, but we've all got to get a little bit of aggression out and, uh, and stuff. And I, you know, the stuff that I get to do with, with my crazy, angry characters, it's, it's better than therapy. <laughs> I get to scream. So I get to shout. I get to, uh, I get to just go absolutely ham. And, um, and I, I love it. Um, so I don't think, I don't think I can choose between my babies, mm -hmm. but what I will say is that, um, it's much easier to just jump into the booth and do a game character because I don't have to go into makeup. I don't have to learn my lines because most of the lines that we get, we only get on the day. Um, hmm. and you go in and you, you read it and you, and then you make it your own. So, um, I think that sort of easy access makes games uh, easy access. <laughs> uh, uh, excuse me for uh, making light of it. Uh, just the fact that I can I can go from being me to being the character very very quickly while doing mm -hmm. film and TV. It takes a while. It takes you know I have to audition. I have to I have to learn the lines. I have to go and uh, talk to the director and make sure that my uh, that I'm not stepping on any toes with my my co actors. So the challenges are completely different, but, um, but in, in my day to day, I get to say that I am a voice actor. Uh, but, uh, but overall I'm just an actor. <laughs> true, true that. But, uh, tell me something, uh, when it comes to the freedom, right? Uh, the freedom yeah. to play with your character, to play with your lines, uh, wh what sort of freedom do you get while playing a, a character in a video game versus, you know, uh, in a movie or animation film? Um, in both, we have to. Uh, there's there's a term. It's called honoring the text. Okay. It was so so. My dialogue uh, was written specifically by a writer, vetted by a director and a producer, and I can't go in there and then start changing it because I um, I feel like it. Mm -hmm. Some stars can, uh, and they're usually the stars that are they're the ones who sort of, you know them as the star and therefore yep. they, they get to make the, the part fit them. I have to fit the part. So, um, so if there's something that I see where I go, this doesn't fit in my mouth or, or this is not something, sometimes, sometimes it'll be that a script was written by somebody in the UK and it's for an American part or, um, uh, or somebody with with an amazing command of English, but they've right. just slightly just changed some, something around. I get to I get to say, hey, do you mind if I give you an option? Mm -hmm. And then we can go from there. But my job isn't to go in there and sort of throw my weight around and uh, and change things. Um, so I hope I haven't uh, given that impression because uh, a lot of people would smack me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. We um, our jobs as actors is to is to make the text come alive, and not change the text for sure. Hmm. But but what happens is that in certain games, and we can talk about this in regards to Valorant later. Um, you when when they in TV shows and uh, and and on games where they get to know you over a certain amount of time they start kind of writing the character with you in mind. Okay. Hmm. So therefore, it starts sounding more and more like you. Um, and, and bit by bit, you can see that you, the kind of influence that, you're, that you as a human being has made on the character, be it a chicken in space or a crazy, um, uh, crazy Swedish mercenary with, uh, <laughs> with titanium arms. True, true that. And, and, and there's a, there's a uh, you know, uh, theory uh, in the Valorant community in India that, um, you know, when they, when they look at you, right, when they look at Breach and when they listen to, like, most of us, we didn't know about you uh, before, uh, you know, w watching Breach and looking and, you know, then looking at the movies that you have done and the different yeah. characters that you have played. So uh, when we heard Breach, right, when we saw the character in game and we heard him, the, the, the first thing that came to our mind was the guy who is, you know, the dude who is uh, doing this, who is uh, who's the voice behind Breach, he is going to be like a buff dude and he is going to look like a mercenary. And 
and and trust me trust me when people actually found you on the internet they started looking at your pictures and all they said yes that's a mercenary rabd right there so so i guess you know that's a <laughs> that's that well, that ties up with what you're saying right thank you um, <laughs> interesting the being being you know being a viking um <laughs> uh, since i'm from scandinavia uh there's one thing that i can't do and that is i cannot grow a beautiful beard unlike you um i can grow i can just grow a goatee that's mm. pretty much it but um i can tell you a little story about how how i got this job mm. because it's uh, because it's you know it's voice based but this uh the the guys at riot didn't really know me um i had done some other stuff for them i didn't realize it at the time okay but um because everything is so confidential in mm. the games world you only find out what the game's called when it when it's released uh and um so anyway um my acting agent got in touch with me and said hey there's this game that's being developed and uh they're looking for um for Scandinavian and we think he's swedish um would you do an audition and i was like yeah sure no problem so I, uh, when I get things from my acting agent, it means that I have to do a self-tape. So I have to, I pretty much like this. You'll maybe see a little bit more of me, okay. but, um, and I, I have to do stuff on camera. And of course it was all of these crazy, crazy lines. And, uh, and I was like, this is crazy. Okay. I guess, I guess I'll just have to scream while a camera's in my face. And I go, I go quite red. Uh, very easily uh, when I'm screaming and mm -hmm. when I'm getting excited. So I was like, fine. So I I recorded this and I sent it off. And then uh, a couple of days later, my agent said, um, "We're gonna have to pass this to your voiceover agent because this uh, this isn't on screen." Okay. And I was so embarrassed because, of course, now they'd seen like you know they'd been listening to all these tapes from people, and then they're like, "There's a video," <laughs> and then there's me going. <laughs> you know um going absolutely nuts so i get a call saying they really liked you uh and i went in and i got to meet uh the amazing team from riot um and the, the valorant team uh, who came over to london okay and uh and they came in and they went do you know what it was just so refreshing to have somebody <laughs> scream at us and we could see their face. And uh, we and we started seeing seeing breach in you. Mm. And and I was like, okay, well, yeah, I meant I meant to do that. Uh, um, but uh, but yeah, I was not supposed to to do anything in vision, as we call it, um, mm. on video for them. Uh, it, it was just supposed to be my voice. But maybe the fact that I look a little bit like him, my voice sits a little bit higher than him. My voice is, you know, because I I also play 13 year olds uh kids and uh and chickens and stuff like that uh, on cartoons mm -hmm. so i bring my voice quite far up and i bring it far down um so i found him there and then and then what happened was that we got to play we got to, i got to go into the studio and um and then they were like okay all right and this is what happened speaking of sort of making the lines your own they they said we want you mm -hmm. to put your own stamp on this Okay. So for Valorant, I actually, and when it was called Project A at the at the time, mm -hmm. and um, and um, I bit by bit sort of started getting more and more brave as to what I did, and and I did this like weird laugh at the end of a line, and yeah. they're like, oh, oh, and now that's in the game, um, and um, and yeah, I I had an absolute blast in the studio, and I think that kind of comes across in the game. And True. that's what I like about Breach because sort of he, he kind of eats life. Yeah. Um, he's not had a, the greatest, greatest uh, background, which I can't really talk about because uh, that is part of the game. Um, but as you, as the game develops, but I think he sort of made the most of it and I got to be part of it. And and uh, tell me something. We keep uh, hearing new dialogues from Breach every time. You know, every time there's a new patch or there's some sort yep. of a new release, we keep hearing new lines. So, uh, are these lines recorded uh, like prior to the game release? Everything in one go, or you keep getting things to be done on a regular basis? No, we. So I I went in. Um, I went in just before before we hit uh, the icebox uh, and. Um, 
and they they sort of sat me down and said, you know, we're we're sort of moving on, and what we what we want is is we want more and more of these characters to start sneaking in, and of yeah. course, also as players, I'm guessing sometimes you get a little bit bored by hearing us our characters emote the same things yeah, all the time. Yeah. So they know exactly what they're doing. They want you to be going through and then, you know, some, uh, something happens and then you hear something new and you're like, oh my God. And, uh, and that's, that's the reaction they want. So, and of course, I get to say all these amazing things. And then of course, somebody manages to go in and find the code and then they, they download all the lines mm-hmm. that we do. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so there's, uh, so I, um, before Christmas, I went in and and uh, recorded some new stuff, and uh, it's really fun. It's yeah, really fun. it is. It is. I mean, yeah, that's so true. You know, when you hear your uh, favorite characters say the lines over and over again, some you know, after a while, you need some refreshing lines or maybe some something new that they can listen yeah. to, right? Otherwise, it becomes a very monotonous uh, way of you know playing your character, where after every kill, you're saying the same thing. Or, Absolutely. Uh, so that's interesting because um, I remember when we spoke in this uh, December, you were busy. You told me that you know till uh, uh, Christmas you are you're packed up with work. So, yeah. Uh, so whenever these new maps and all they come up, so you you what what is the process like? Do you uh, like see the map? You you try to uh, you know figure out where and what you would say uh, like you know while your character is moving in that map. How does that work for you? Well, what I can say is that is that the uh, the world of of games is is quite extreme. Development mm-hmm. is insane. Um, mm-hmm. There are there are so many people working so 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 hard, and you see that you see that with all the patches because what happens is that is that no matter how how hard they uh, they can test the code and how how hard they can they can QC quality control it when it comes out. And gamers play the game as they want to play it. Suddenly, things will happen. True. And um, so, what it is is that what I know is that that while I get these lines through that they've mm-hmm. decided on, they're desperately coding. There's guys in their basements. There's 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 girls in. Uh, hopefully, hopefully they they think more about sunlight than uh, <laughs> than uh, the guys that for some reason feel like they have to put their PCs downstairs, uh, downstairs. Um, but, um, and I know that, uh, that, uh, Ryan has a great team of loads of people, wonderful people, but yeah. they, um, they, I'm pretty sure that they didn't have everything ready to go to show me. They had a few pictures. So, mm. and that's the case also when, when I started voicing breach, I got to see a 2d render okay. of breach and he also didn't have his final outfit and his final colors. So I get to see this person um, very much uh, like a, it's a WIP work in progress, mm-hmm. and um, and that is uh, and that is something that we're just very very much used to. That's why when when I get when I get to see a character, there's certain cues that I have to follow. Like what. Um, how big is their mouth? How big are their eyes? How big are their ears? All these things. Because it's, it sounds really weird. If a character has very, very small ears and a very, very big mouth, it usually means that they're loud. It usually means that this is more animation than game, but, okay. but there's certain ways hmm. that animators will, will draw a character. Um, and when you see, when you see, when you see a guy with like massive, massive, massive muscles and you know pronounced jaws, mm-hmm. they will most likely be people who don't really like to listen to uh, <laughs> to someone giving them giving them orders. And there's certain cues that you mm. get when you see these these little photos and these uh, these renders, um, and that's what helps you then figure out what the character is going to sound like. Um, and that's okay. that's what I have to do. So it's a very long winded answer, mm. but when when i go in things usually aren't ready to go i am as much as part of much part of the process as someone coding as somebody making sure that the mm-hmm. lighting is correct as somebody who's color you know making sure that all the colors are correct right all that kind of stuff and then it all sort of comes together as this amazing amazing uh, cake oh it is it is it's a delicious cake for sure 
like especially <laughs> for, <laughs> for everyone i guess you know uh, i mean trust me i've been a, a counter strike player for like ever since i okay. was in college yeah so back in the days of counter strike 1.6 uh, we used to play that game and um, after playing it for like almost 10 years i would say you know you you come to a point where you want something new something like different that you can yep. play and valorant i guess was the kind of fresh breeze that we really wanted in the community and that's that's how you see so many uh, uh, like pro players even uh, switching from computer, uh, this uh, counter strike to uh, valorant so that itself shows i guess you know the the kind of popularity that the game has uh, made across uh, the world and uh, and 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 trust me in that's that's like like 50% of that uh, work has been done by uh, voice actors like you you know because if if your voice is not there then the character is not alive for sure <laughs> thank you so much for saying that i uh i uh, i mean you know we we are we are narcissists the people who are the voices <laughs> and the actors and stuff like that so we love hearing stuff like that but we know how how unsung the heroes are of making making the games so i will say in response to that um we are nothing without the massive teams of overworked yeah. um coders and uh, uh writers and etc cetera, etc cetera. because they you know they're focused on one thing that you might not even see hmm. and and if it's one thing that my job is is to make sure that what i do gets noticed true and whatever they have visioned as as for that player should come out exactly 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 but i but i love it i love it because because i you know i didn't i had i did not have a relationship to this game hmm. for as long as everybody else who worked on it um because my job is to go in say the words and leave hmm. and it's a really strange thing because the, this is their baby and what happens is when it gets delivered it kind of becomes mine as well true and that's that's something that i that i love it's because it's like okay well if i can be part of showing how much i enjoyed it and and how much i can engage with the teams that play and and so on that's that's part of my job yeah and that's why i'm talking to you true. um but uh but man if you can get if you can get one of the riot devs Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, on your show, you'll they'll tell you they'll tell you how how small of a cog we are as uh, as actors in it. But no, no, that that that's really a good idea because I'll definitely get in touch with Riot and see if uh, you know any of their devs would love to come on board because that's also the side of story that we need to hear, right? Uh, because that's yeah. How- yeah so it's interesting uh, i'll definitely look into that and uh, try to get somebody uh, from riot as well uh, <laughs> but tell me something you know you said you know your job is to go in do your lines come out so during these time did you get a chance to meet the other guys as well like carolina you know uh, other guys shannon no no so i um the the issue with with the world of games is that um the the confidentiality is is mm-hmm. ridiculous. Okay. Um, so I had to sign these super super tight NDAs, and um, part of what happens is that when we go into a studio, the stu- the the game is um, it has a code word. Okay. And for the most part, I won't get to see another person from my game because because they'll have left by the time I come in. Okay. Um and it is very very difficult to to do dialogue um in a game because when the AI takes over it's it's not about it's not about the two of us having a conversation it's about that line and that line getting patched together and then the algorithm sort of figures out how how to do it. So for certain for certain very story based games absolutely bring the actors in yeah, and have them work together. Um, same mm. thing with with uh, with animation, but for the most part, we're stuck in there by ourselves. We don't even know who else is on it, and unless, of course, there's a celebrity involved, that's part of the marketing for it. So yeah. I, um, so therefore, like for example, I didn't know that I knew one of the the actors, uh, the guy playing Sova. We've mm-hmm. we've worked together before. All right, so. 
so there's, uh, and then you're like, oh, wow, hey. Um, <laughs> and that happens all the time um, on, on games where, mm. um, you know, when, when, I, when I found out, you know, when Assassin's Creed was released, I got to, uh, I, you know, I, I posted about it because then we're allowed to post about it. We're not allowed to say anything until we ask permission and they can say yes. And, um, and then uh, my friends were like, hey, oh my God, we have scenes together. And, yeah. uh, and, you know, that's when you get to, to, uh, to work together on that. And then, and then, you know, a couple of days later, you find out that your character is the most hated, hated oh. character in the entire game. Dag is so hated. So in case, in case any of your listeners are, uh, yes, I am Dag. I'm, uh, I, uh, well, uh, no spoilers here, but, um, but, um, people really, really, really dislike him mm. <laughs> and I love it. So, uh, but to, once again, long-winded answer, but my, my job, once again, go in, do the job. And then afterwards I start talking to, uh, to my fellow actors. So for example, I've, uh, I've been on Carolina Ravasa's um, Twitch show. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm starting to get uh, contact with uh, with the other actors, and then hopefully, when the world opens up again, we'll get to go and do some cons and 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 stuff. And that's when we'll get to know each other. True that. And uh, you know, uh, during my conversation with Carolina, we also spoke about this opportunity of uh, you know uh, you guys coming to the Comic Con or the you know uh, the Game Con here in India. So um, we we'll love be- it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, I, I'm trying to get in touch with the organizers and see, you know, if everything works out. Uh, I don't know if this this year anything's gonna uh, happen, but uh, definitely, if not this year, then next year for sure. Like, come on, roll on vaccines. <laughs> come on, we can do this. <laughs> True that we need that actually, but I mean, I got in touch with Aaron, by the way. Uh, so uh, okay, yeah, yeah. So uh, Aaron uh, would definitely be on the show uh, soon. Fantastic. So. <laughs> He's a really lovely guy. You'll like yeah, him. I, I spoke with him. Yeah, he is. He is. Very sweet guy. So you know each other for how long now? You and Aaron? Uh, we just did, we did, uh, we did a couple of, uh, of jobs together uh, a couple of years ago. We uh, found out uh, that we were both in uh, a show called McMafia, which was uh, a BBC TV series okay. that um, I don't know which channel it was on in India, actually, but... Um, it was an AMC BBC co-production, and okay. we were both in it. We were both bad guys oh, um, okay. in that. Yeah, uh, responsible for some deaths, you know, mm. the usual. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we did some voice gigs together as well. Um, and I think this was his first game, so uh, not a bad, not a bad first uh, first go. I, I gotta say. <laughs> No, yeah, he's also a, a pretty famous guy in India when it comes to the player. Because I guess uh, Sova has been uh, picked up by almost every pro player uh, across the world. So uh, that character Sova is is pretty much, uh, you know, he's 100% pick across all uh, pro players. So that's how, you know, right. a lot of people are interested in Aaron as well. So I, I keep right. looking at the uh, the Reddit and, you know, other places on social media. So everybody is talking about, you know, Valorant, who's who's the player right now that they are playing. So, you know, you'll come up and see that Sova is, uh, you know, someone who is picked up on a regular basis. So, but that's the whole point, right? That's that's the whole point. Because earlier, like if you look at 10 years back or 12 years back, uh, nobody really knew the voices behind the characters. Yeah. Right. But this is what is changing in the world right now. And uh, now, you know, we get to see, we get to meet, we get to interact with people who are actually uh, the reason behind the voice, behind the character, behind the, uh, you know, the nuances that they create in the game. Whatever it, it be, like, you know, I mean, if Dag is uh, hated, that's the that's the uh, motive of that character. That's the uh, reason yeah. behind making that character. So I think you did a great job if people are hating you for that. <laughs> So do I. I love it. And do you know what the the fact that we that people are starting to get to know us um, as actors uh, behind the characters, and that's purely. I really do. I really do say this. Is this is purely down to the fandom, down down to mm-hmm. down to the people playing and people being interested in who we are, uh, and then also uh, getting excited when they start hearing our voices and other stuff. Yeah. Um, because, because I don't think that, um, uh, that it was, it was something that the, the games, um, 
companies and producers really thought that would be would be something interesting because they because the games were the little brother to the film industry and it wasn't very often that famous actors yeah. would be involved in them and then recently you can tell now you know Mark Strong Gary Oldman uh, you know the list goes on people understand how um, how influential being in a game is Yes, and uh, and you know, I have I have a feeling that in the next couple of years, sort of the the working working actors like like me, we might be asked to step a little bit more into the mm-hmm. background because uh, into smaller characters because they will be able to just offer this to to very very famous very well respected actors uh, that people know. Because they see that it has such it it really does have um, it's such a an impact on on people when they can say oh yeah well we have you know look Keanu Reeves in yeah. Cyberpunk Cyberpunk yeah you know they they got him to sell the game they brought sure. him to um, I forget where was it uh, was it was it E twenty uh, twenty nineteen or something like that and you know I guess he, yes. Yeah, and he, that's it. And he, you know, he was on stage talking and he sold the game. True. He's not, you know, he's not in every single scene, but, but the, you know, they, they understood how important uh, somebody like that is. And, um, but then at the same time, I hope I get to do this forever. So I hope that my fears don't come true. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't think so because uh, see, I guess this is um, uh, this is true for every industry, every platform. I guess. I mean, yeah. earlier, if you look at YouTube, right? Uh, earlier, it was just individual character, individual creators who were making their shows, making their YouTube channels, and then celebrities. Uh, they realized that you know that's where the audience is, and there's a lot of money that they can make on YouTube yeah. as well. So now you have Will Smith, you have all the celebra- celebrities having their own. Uh, YouTube channel and, and they have millions of followers but I don't think so that uh, you know being uh, on on these platforms would uh, take anything away from the uh, the independent uh, creator so uh, I exactly. don't think so your, your your fear I mean yes it's it's gonna be more um, uh, competitive when it comes to uh, uh, maybe you know taking the lead role uh, maybe that would become competitive Absolutely. yeah but yeah. but uh, but I'm sure I know you know you, you get to do this throughout your life for sure exactly and now and now as as the as uh, the technology becomes available and it becomes and it becomes relatively easier to to actually make these games mm. uh, i say relatively because i understand how difficult it is to put a game together um more of the indie developers more yeah. of the um the, the people who are sort of the one or five or ten man bands uh, ten or woman ba- uh, man or woman bands, um, they get to actually make something, and then and then they can they can call someone like me, and they can say, you know, hey, we, um, it, it's just us. Can you do this from home in your booth? And yeah. um, and you know, if the if it if it feels right, and if if they've done the the due diligence, like, you know, I, I understand that some people are like, yeah, I'm, you know, it's a stick figure jumping from one side to another. And we want you to scream. Mm. Um, you know, we, I've had that. And sometimes you go, yeah, but I just don't want to, I want, I, I want to be part of something that's good. And if, and if it, if it's good and it sort of, you know, a fire starts in my heart, then I'll do, I'll work with anyone. That's, that's yeah. the important thing. Yeah. And we understand it. I, I, I had this booth built during lockdown here in London because of the fact that I want to continue working. And I, I was lucky to. You know, I finished Assassin's Creed under a blanket in, in, yeah, in, my, yeah, in the hallway of my, of my house because, uh, because of, of this. I was lucky that by the, time, by the time we had to do more lines for Valorant, I was able to go into the studio that uh, that uh, was open at the time. We we just slipped in, but at the same time, now I can do this from here. True, I can. I've screamed in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess uh, you're you're absolutely right with the uh, the access to easy access to uh, technology. I would say, and uh, you know, you have mu- uh, musicians making you know. Uh, 
sick beats in their uh, living room i mean that's the yeah. technology and you don't need a big label to sign you for releasing your music now you know exactly so i i guess that's that's what uh the the real power of uh, internet is if uh, you know people like you and i can share our voice without you know uh, having to have like a big production under uh, us you don't know, to to fuel our work i guess that's what uh, in real sense that's what a true independent creator is like if you have to talk about it exactly perfect yeah. perfect and, that's so true and power to them and i i love the fact i love the fact that somebody uh, you know is it uh, like like the last of us which hmm. was the the game of lockdown was yeah. a tiny you know a tiny group of guys and girls i think i'm not sure but uh, but people a tiny group of people who put this out and then um they um they had a chance to make a lot of money on it and they went no we want we want to fix the game and make it as as awesome as possible before we go to the next stage because it was their baby and they're like nope this is ours uh we can make more money on this later on let's yeah. fix it let's make this the best game possible and you're like see those are the types of people i want to work with cuz that they're awesome true true so true uh so uh, david uh you 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 have worked with tom hanks you have worked with some you know some big titles under you any any advice that you would like to give to upcoming uh, you know uh, actors out there who would like to make their career in acting or voiceovers um i guess listen it's this is a really really strange time around the world and we all have to sit there with our own thoughts and we all have to we we're, most of us are feeling like we're missing out because uh because it feels like the world is continuing without us but it's actually not the case everything is everything is slowed down everything is locked down it's it's very very difficult to get work made at the moment Yeah but saying that what i know is that um is that drive is the important thing drive and a healthy amount of fear because if you're not if you don't feel a little bit of fear if you don't feel a little bit of a like a clench in the chest when you get an opportunity to do something or when you when you are trying something new mm-hmm. then it's then it's safe because i'll i'll steps us to the side a little bit here people have always, uh, people during lockdown have said well you know you should work on your hobbies and my thing with that is why do you want you should work on a new hobby is what they said why do you want to start something where you're going to suck at it hmm. you're going to suck at it for a very very long time and then you might get good at it and it's just going to be your hobby So what I what I've been saying to sort of people who've been starting out is that well do you know what invest in yourself invest in in making yourself better um there there are so many free resources out there for us now YouTube is amazing there's there's other there's other websites where you can you know the masterclass series I know yeah. that it's expensive but you are you are getting to listen to the best people in the business and people are willing to give really really good advice and some t- and and a lot of times it's completely for free because it was part of an interview like i'm doing with you now um but investing in yourself investing in yourself doesn't just mean work it also means self care it means making sure that you know what your worth is making sure that you're not doing things for free and for exposure necessarily um yeah all the time choose pick and choose make sure make sure you understand how far you're willing to go because mm. because if you if you don't have the self respect to say no which is one of the most powerful words in the world because it means that you saying no to someone else usually means that you've said yes to yourself or someone else you know it's it is it is so important to make sure that you know what what you're worth and what you can bring 
And then when you do get the opportunity, the fear and that kind of worry that you are going to suck, that is, that is part of the process. Yeah. It is, it, seriously, it never goes away. That, that worry that we're not, we're not good enough and that we're not going to be able to push enough. It's always going to be there. And unfortunately, nowadays, we have so many things that can distract us. Hmm. We have our computers, we have our phones, we can listen to, you know, podcasts and excuse me, uh, <laughs> podcasts and we can listen to music and we can, we can, we can always step away from, um, from the thing that we're trying to focus on. So if you're going to do that, then task it, make sure that you yeah. set yourself schedules, make sure that you make sure that you have a group of people around you that can hold you to account. So if you say, I'm going to write something, mm-hmm. I have friends who said, you know, I'm, I'm going to write a, I'm going to write a, an episode of, of a show that I've been working on for a long time. What we've been saying is fine. We'll have a read through in three weeks. We'll see you in three weeks. And that, and on, when we get to this, they're only going to really work on it that final week. We all know, we all know how, yeah. how our brains work, but we made them do it. And I have some friends who have now written some amazing things mm. because it's all about, it's all about making sure that you are, uh, that you're doing the thing that you want to do. Yeah. That you are, and that you have people there who can say, are you, are you staying on track? Mm. Because I'll shut up in a moment, but <laughs> the problem with doing something creative is that most of it is down to you alone and it is very, very lonely. True, true. But then you need that support system as well, right? Your friends and, you know, your loved ones who can push you like the way you pushed your friend. Right to to at least exactly. achieve something within a deadline. Otherwise, you know the things we procrastinate a lot. Yes, yes, and we need we need those friends and colleagues who can make us uh, who can make us feel better when we're feeling down, and who can also call us to account when mm. we're being a little bit too when our ego is a little bit too yeah flesh and uh, fresh and flashy, mm. um, um, keeping grounded and and so on. I mean, it's, this is all, this all sounds a little bit like a self-help, uh, self-help book, but, uh, there's a reason why, why self-help books work, you know, um, because it is, you just need to be remi- reminded to keep working and also to take care of yourself. And that is two things that are really difficult right now. <laughs> true, true. But We're then I eating guess, too much. Yeah, we are eating too much. That's for sure. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. No, 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 that's fine. What what I was saying was that, um, you know, at the end of the day, it all depends on, like, the self-help book will only work if you want it to work. If you if you put in those efforts and that time, that hustle into what you really want to achieve. Unless and until you do yeah. that, then, you know, you can always dream about things, but nothing's going to happen. Absolutely. That is true. And one thing that I, I've had to sort of tell my friends during... Uh, during this past year is that is that although I post a lot of you know fun things on Instagram and on Twitter and about about the stuff that's happened in my career, they have to keep in mind that that's stuff that I was working on pretty much before lockdown anyway yeah i um and that part of the job that I do part of the contract is that I have to advertise it I have to let people know that I'm in it that I'm doing it and so I understand that it can feel really annoying when you go on a feed and you see people bragging about the stuff that they're doing. Hmm. Keep in mind that the bragging is one day and the work is a year, two years, five years. You know, true. It's, it's all in the making. So true. It's like, you know, what you see is the tip of the iceberg. Always. True that, true that. Always. Perfect. So, uh, 
David, it's time to take a few questions from the Valorant community. Uh, so okay. what what I did was uh, when we spoke in December, I uh, got in touch with the Valorant community, got in touch with the players who play, uh, and um, I asked them, you know, that David is gonna be on the show, and uh, if you have any questions for Breach, shoot, and I'm gonna ask him uh, a few of these questions. So I have them written down. So uh, I'll just uh, start with the first question. Let's do it. Okay, so this comes in from uh, the, uh, the player named Iceman. Okay, so he asks that uh, yeah, you you have played a lot of mercenaries in games. Uh, do you have any military experience in real life too? Oh man, this is so funny. My brother, my brother was a NATO liaison. He was uh, uh, he was a captain, a captain acting major in the okay. Norwegian uh, military. Mm-hmm. He well-respected, you know, uh, also the nicest guy in the world. But he would joke about the fact that, uh, you know, if, if I messed with him, he could kill me in my sleep. <laughs> and then the fact that this guy gets to play CIA, mercenaries, military men all the time. Um, it is embarrassing. And also, it also makes me very, very happy because, uh, you know, some of my ranks have been much better than his ranks in real life. So, <laughs> so unfortunately, no, I don't have. Um, uh, so uh, Norway used to have um, a compulsory basic service. Okay. But, uh, but I was actually uh, released from that uh, because I was in the States at the time. Hmm. Um, I was studying to be an actor. And I pretty much said to them, I think my brother's done enough for the country. And they went, yeah, fine, all right. So, <laughs> no, that, that so is... no, no, I, uh, I am, uh, I'm a, for the most part, a lover, not a fighter. Okay. All right. I hope that answers your question, Iceman. Uh, moving on to the next question. This comes in from uh, 007 Bond. Okay. Oh, Mr. Bond. <laughs> Mr. Bond asks, uh, how do you prep yourself for intense and aggressive voice lines? A lot of liquid. Uh, warming up the voice uh, is definitely important. Um, technique is really important because um, what people don't realize is that is that when we do lines that are there's uh, there's something called a call to action line where okay. it's like, "Are you with me?" You know that kind of stuff. What we do is that we do that one line probably three times okay. in different ways. And then we have about another 99 lines like that. Oh, okay. And I will do, and I will do those one after the other. The other thing that happens is that they don't want it to sound safe because safe sounds fake. So therefore they want it done in a way that almost, you know, when, when they're on the, when you're on the battlefield and you're, and you're screaming your guts out, you're not worried about protecting your voice. Well, I have to. So I've had to learn lots of techniques to take care of, of my voice. So it's like things like, you know, uh, raising my larynx, making sure that I have an open, uh, as, as open a, a throat as possible when I'm, when I'm doing this kind of stuff. Okay. And uh, for the most part, a lot of like the, 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 the characters that I play are, you know, they're down here and they're, they're always talking like this. Um, but what happens, thankfully, is that is that when people scream, they do go up hmm. um, a little bit in their voice, and um, and you just have to make sure that you are doing it safely, that you are taking the time to uh, to prepare your voice for what it's going to do, and then when you're done, you 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 do a, you know you warm up and you cool down, um, and that's uh, so. What I was going to say is like people who do these types of lines usually have a lot of training and a lot of times are singers hmm. because a singer knows what, how their voice works. Um, and I won't lie. There have been days when I have done way, way, way too much and I need a couple of days to recover. But hmm. for the most part, I'll be doing a screaming line one day and then I'll be in playing a kid having a tantrum the next day in a cartoon. Hmm. So I have to, I really, really have to take care of my voice. True, and true. don't go, don't go to banging nightclubs uh, <laughs> the night, the night before you do a, a recording because uh, y'all have been screaming in someone's ear like this all night. And that will screw your voice up. 
True that. You know, this gives me an idea. Why don't we do this? Okay, so Bond has asked us, you know, how you prep yourself and you have given him an answer. Yes. So let's do one thing, okay? Uh, so Bond, listen to this. Uh, so uh, David, why don't you uh, uh, ask Bond to uh, do one of, uh, you know, your favorite lines from Breach. So you do it and we'll ask Bond to uh, mimic that and tag you on Instagram. Okay. All right. Fine. Um, let's see. Uh, should we do? We'll do one, um, one low line and one shouted line. So, um, how about enemy spotted and uh, and the iconic "Let's go." Right. So I'm going to turn myself down a little bit. Yep. Um, so here we go. Right. Enemy spotted. Enemy spotted. Not too bad. And then, let's go! Wow. <laughs> How was that on the levels? Did that, was that too much? No, no, this was perfect. Nothing clipped. Excellent, yeah. excellent. <laughs> yeah. So, and what I did before I started talking to you was I, because I knew you were probably going to ask me to do something like this. I made sure to warm up my voice. Mm. You know, and I'm sipping a, a lovely cup of ginger tea here. So uh, I'm taking care of myself. Um, but that's the kind of stuff that, that, that I do. I try to stay as relaxed as possible and I try to, and then, and then I'm a really loud guy too. <laughs> Keep that in mind. So Mr. Bond, I hope that you are a very loud guy too. <laughs> All right. So you have your homework with you now, 007. Let's see if you can if you can pull this off. So whenever this episode goes live, a bond you have twenty four hours to comply. Okay? Absolutely, and you've got to tag me. Yes, at David Menken. <laughs> tag him. Tag us on Instagram, and uh, then we'll uh, see if David liked what you did. Absolutely. <laughs> Perfect. Moving on to uh, our next uh, question. This comes in with uh, from Mr. Peanut Butter. Okay, Mr. Peanut Butter goes. Uh, do you uh, do you follow the Valorant pro scenes and who's your favorite team right now? Um, I will tell you the truth. I do not because um, it is a little bit when when you don't play it yourself um, mm. and I don't at the moment. Um, I am I'm on a MacBook Air from 2015, <laughs> which is going to change. I promise. Um, my nephew had me uh, play Valorant with him and just called me noob for about 45 <laughs> minutes until I rage quit. Um, so I don't, um, I don't know what's going on, but it is, it is something that I need to make my homework because, of course, there's some amazing stuff happening. Yeah, it is. It's so, um, so once again, um, uh, maybe, how about you um, let me know, either on Twitter or on Insta, um, who I should be following so that uh, I know what's going on. Perfect. So uh, that's another homework for uh, Mr. Peanut Butter. Mr. Peanut Butter. Yeah. So uh, do tag us. Do tag uh, David on Instagram or uh, Twitter and uh, tell him which uh, pro team he should follow. And, uh, you know, we'll take it up from there. Next question, uh, David's from uh, the player named Death. Uh, he asks, how is Breach in real life? Breach in real life is, um, I mean, I, <laughs> I can't, I, I, I want, there's so many things I want to say about <laughs> Breach. But the thing is that I just know that the writers at Riot would be like, oh, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> um, so, so Breach has, Breach has a backstory. But what I can say about Breach is that he has a very dark sense of humor. Mm -hmm. He flirts with everybody. Um, Take from that what you will, uh, but what he does is that he he um, he will give a compliment and also uh, follow it up with some shade yeah. very very quickly. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, he's just. I have a feeling that he leaves his anger on on the field, mm -hmm. and then he goes home. I think he has. I think he has plants. Don't you like some bonsai yeah. or something? <laughs> he gets his special, you know, he gets his special uh, pincers on hmm. onto his massive arms, and then gets to work. Um, and he finds his zen moment. I do, I do think that uh, that breach definitely has found his zen when it's needed. Hmm. 
And what about uh, David and Breach? David versus Breach. Uh, David, um, I same thing with me. I during lockdown, I uh, started working on the plants on my balcony. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of them. Uh, they're very pretty, and I have I have uh, herbs or herbs wherever you're from um, that I put in my food now. And um, I, you know, I've started started doing yoga. Who am I? <laughs> what what is wrong with me? But uh, but. Uh, so yeah, I am. And as I said, I said, like the, the thing about me is that I get to, I get to go and scream and shout in a room, uh, and get all of my frustrations out. And then I can be happy and I can support my friends and I can, um, uh, I can, uh, hopefully be, um, uh, a good person. Um, but, uh, slightly, probably, I mean, I, ha- I probably have a, a, a shorter rap sheet with the police than Breach does. <laughs> So let's leave it there. All right. I hope you got your answer, Death. Uh, okay, so last question. We'll take one more question uh, for David. Uh, this question comes in from uh, the player named Sleek. And uh, uh, he asks you, if not uh, Breach, then which player would you love to play from Valorant? Is it a, is it a cliche if I say, I mean, mm, let me think here. We've got Phoenix for sure. And I just, I think that, um, is it, is it, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to have a look. I'm going to have a look because, <laughs> yeah, it is definitely. Um, I think Omen mm-hmm. because he's just so emo. Yeah. He's so, he's so wrapped up in his feelings, even though, you know, he's, you know, you can, punch through him um but uh but yeah no i phoenix is he's just so cool <laughs> he is yeah he has his own what about you who do, i've forgotten to ask who you play oh who so, do you main? Uh, so uh my main is phoenix okay yeah and uh, my uh, second is preach because I, 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 I love flashes really? so <laughs> well yes yes well tuck tuck perfect so uh, thank you so much guys for uh, you know uh, sending all these questions to us Uh, we have taken a few questions I'll definitely uh, ask David to answer a few more questions over on uh, Twitter or uh, Instagram I'll share the questions with him later on and uh, so David uh, uh, you know before we wrap up the episode uh, and any upcoming projects or movies that you're working on that you would like to share with our audience um, I have, um, unfortunately I can't tell you, but I've got a very, very exciting game coming out this year. All right. Um, and then I've got another very, very exciting game coming out next year. But is it, um, is it, is it, uh, to do with video games or is it to do with movies? Those are, those are video games. Yes. All right. Uh, and they are, they're freaking awesome. <laughs> um, and People are going to have opinions and it's going to be great. And I'm not allowed to say anything. And it's so annoying. I know it's so annoying to listen to me to say that, you know, I, I've got something great coming up, but I promise. Um, I also am in, um, uh, in half a season of a show called The Syndicate for the BBC, uh, which is going to come out in March here in the UK. So probably a little bit later in the year around the world. Um, and um, other than that, it's uh, unfortunately been that was the only only production that managed because we mm-hmm. we managed to go to another country that didn't have lockdown. Um, but uh, but for the most part, uh, it's games and and cartoons. Um, I uh, I don't know if uh, if Space Chickens in Space has arrived in in India. Um, it's hilarious. It's nuts. Um, I play uh, a chicken called Chuck who mm-hmm. thinks that he's, I, I think, Jack Nicholson. Okay. Uh, but in fact, he's not. He's just really scared and hilarious. Um, but, um, but for the most part, um, there's definitely, there's, there's stuff in the pipeline. And uh, just keep an eye on my Twitter <laughs> uh, or my Instagram. I do post whenever I get to say something fun. 
But unfortunately, everything is NDA'd at the moment. I know. It's I just know. ridiculous. So. so true, so true. So guys, definitely go and check out David Menken on uh, Twitter and Instagram. We will be linking down all the uh, links in the show notes below on the episode and also on sociallydesi.com slash podcast. So don't forget to check that out. Uh, we'll be sharing a lot of details there and definitely we'll uh, try to get David uh, here again to speak a lot more about, you know, uh, the, the world of voiceovers and acting and, you know, whatever new projects he's working on. So David... Let's let's do some uh, breach lines to end the episode, right? I mean, okay, something okay. something that our audience can enjoy before they uh, even before we wrap up the episode. Right. Okay. Well, uh, I'll start with uh, if you're not getting shot at, you're doing something wrong. Oh yeah, there's oh yeah, there's the adrenaline. Um, you're pathetic. And then let's do it. Let's do a loud one to end it. Yeah. Off your feet. Wow. Love that. Love that. Thank you so much, uh, David. Thank you for being on the Socially Desi show. Uh, you know, we would love to have you again in the future. All right. Anytime. Anytime. I had a great time with you. Thank you. So that wraps it up for today, folks. If you liked the episode, give it a big thumbs up, share it with your friends and let's go viral. Remember, our weekly podcast features episodes on personal growth, mental health, relationships, business and entrepreneurship and health and fitness. We would love to have David on our show again in the future to discuss more about the world of video games, acting and life in general. So if you haven't yet done so, hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com. And as always, before I sign off, remember, life is black and white and everything in between.